There are about 60 caves in Dunhuang built in the late Tang Dynasty. Among them, Cave 17, also known as the Library Cave, is the most famous one. This cave is built inside Cave 16. You have to enter Cave 17 from the corridor of Cave 16. Both caves were constructed by a monk whose statue can still be seen inside the empty Cave 17. Who was he? Why was only his statue found in the library cave? Hello, and welcome to this episode of the Why We Love Dunhuang podcast. If you enjoyed our podcast so far, please give us a five-star rating or share with your friends. Previously, we talked about how Dunhuang art shifted from High Tang to Middle Tang. In this episode, let's move on to the Late Tang period and take a look at Caves 16 and 17. The monk, whose statue was found inside Cave 17, was named Hong Biyun. Living in the 9th century, he was the chief of monks in China's Hertzi area west of the Yellow River. He was also a politically influential figure in the region. It is said that Hong Bian was quite talented and became a monk at a young age. He studied Buddhist texts diligently and after years of painstaking efforts eventually became a famous monk. His Buddhist lectures were easy to understand and full of humour, which was loved by both monks and laymen alike. He was also a good leader. In order to express his devotion to the Buddha, he determined to construct a cave of merit in Dunhuang. He devoted all he had, raised donations everywhere, persuaded other monks to join the task, and finally got the funds to build the caves. Due to his unremitting efforts, Buddhist activities were booming in Dunhuang. But Hong Bian himself maintained a thrifty life. He was widely loved and respected by the locals, and when he passed away, his followers built a true-to-life statue of him. This statue of a meditating monk is what we see inside Cave 17 now. But to unveil the legendary Cave 17, let's first come to Cave 16. Cave 16 is located at the ground level of a three-story high wooden porch and is one of the largest caves in the Mugao Grottoes. It has a truncated pyramid ceiling and a horseshoe-shaped altar with nine statues in the centre of the chamber. All the walls in this cave have two layers of paintings. The top layer, painted with an embossed technique, was added during the Northern Sung or Western Xia period. The original late Tang paintings covered underneath were found in 1981 when conservation work was being done on the murals. Only a small part has been uncovered in the interests of conservation. The wonderful undimmed colours of the Tang style were well preserved. The top layer on the four walls of Cave 16 is the Thousand Buddha motif. The images are quite dull and monotone. It indicates that the artists were unable to maintain their technique and the standard of the work was declining as good quality pigments became unaffordable during wartime. But there is still something worth seeing. On the roof, 
a golden phoenix. Let's have some background knowledge first. The decorated roof of Cave 16 was painted in the Western Sia period in the 10th century. During this time, in addition to the colourful floral designs from the Tang, the traditional Chinese dragon and phoenix patterns also became popular. The colours used were no longer gaudy, but instead the background was in green or blue with reddish-brown, and the focusing objects were highlighted in gold. In the centre of the decorated roof of Cave 16, there is a golden phoenix on a green background, encircled by four smaller dragons. This is, perhaps, the most beautiful phoenix in Dunhuang. The phoenix spreads its wings and makes a flying pose. It has a very long tail, and the wings are coiled into a circle with a tendency to rotate. The phoenix is flying towards a flaming orb, and the surrounding dragons are moving in the same direction. This kind of phoenix-centred decoration is rare in Dunhuang, as Chinese people usually regard the dragon as the symbol of the Chinese Empire. The phoenix was the totem of the Tanguts, an ethnic group living, historically, in northwestern China. Around the 10th century, they ruled northern China and formed the Western Xia Empire. The empire was actually ruled by the Queen Mother. Some suggest that, in order to demonstrate the supremacy of the Queen Mother, craftsmen of the Western Xia deliberately put the phoenix in the centre of the decoration patterns while renovating Cave 16 in Dunhuang. OK, let's move to the most striking cave and also the treasure house of Dunhuang, Cave 17, also known as the Library Cave. The entrance of Cave 17 looks more like a window. This south-facing cave lies in the north wall of the corridor of Cave 16, there are four curved steps leading to the entrance. In fact, this opening was sealed over and covered by a Western Xi'ar mural and was not discovered until 1900 by the Taoist monk generally known as Abbot Wang, who resided at the Mugao Caves pursuing his Taoist practice. We have previously detailed how, in 1900, Abbot Wang accidentally discovered this secret cave. The whole cave is about 3 metres high, with a ground size of some 2.8 square metres and a truncated pyramid ceiling. The original function of this cave is a memorial chapel dedicated to the eminent monk Hong Bian, who died around AD 862. His stucco statue is on a low altar, which looks like a meditation bed, and it is an accurate portrait to reflect his unique character. His face looks completely human, vigorous, calm and serene. The top of his head is plump. The contours of his forehead and cheekbones are strong. The eyes are piercing. The subtle expressions on the brows, corners of the eyes and mouth show the solemn and confident look and demeanour of this high-ranked middle-aged monk. Hongbian's ashes in a purple silk bag were originally inside the statue. The bag was later removed and is kept in the local Dunhuang Museum. On the north wall, behind Hongbian's statue, is a striking painting serving as a background. 
two Bodhi trees are painted on the wall. Under the Bodhi trees are two young attendants standing on each side. One male is holding a ceremonial fan for the master, and another female is holding a staff and a scarf. The two trees are in different shapes, and their twisted branches form a natural arch as the master's canopy. A priest's traveling bag, a surprisingly similar design to today's ladies' handbags, and a water flask were hung on the branches of the two trees, respectively. The drawing was executed in an ink outline, simple but rigorous. This mural, especially the painting of the two attendants, is an excellent example of the skillful technique that was used in painting human figures in the Tang Dynasty. This world-renowned library cave, which stored more than 50,000 manuscripts, paintings, and prints on silk and paper, was sealed for over 800 years. The reason for hiding the manuscripts and sealing off this cave remains a mystery. The subsequent discovery of the cave and the treasures within it attracted worldwide scholarly attention. Among the foreigners who came to carry off the treasures from the cave. The Hungarian-British Oral Stein was the first, and he took the most. But the best were removed by Paul Pelio, a French sinologist. Unfortunately, almost 80% of the cave's contents have been pillaged by various explorers, and the artifacts are now scattered throughout Britain, France, the U.S., Germany, Russia, Japan, and other countries. In museums and other institutions, or in the hands of private collectors, there is so much to discover about the manuscripts and the other artifacts of Cave 17. So don't miss out on our future episodes as we continue the stories of Dunhuang, the largest Buddhist art gallery in the world. Special thanks go out to the Dunhuang Academy and San Liang Zhongdu for contributing to the content of this podcast. If you like the show, do give us a five-star rating or a review. I'm Graham Stevens. See you next time on the Why We Love Dunhuang podcast.